Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Sean Tindall with us today. He is the uh, Mississippi Public Safety Commissioner, and he's been in that role for about six weeks. And uh, with terrific conversation, just kind of retracing his steps along the way. One of the things that's really clear to me, Sean, you and I talked a little bit, little bit about this offline, but when you're when you pay attention to where opportunities may come and you put your posi- yourself in a position to take advantage of these sort of trajectory moments, these 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 moments in your life that literally change the trajectory of your life, you've had one after another ones of those. I mean, you, you don't you didn't expect to, to be a senator. You didn't expect to get on the Mississippi Court of Appeals. You certainly didn't expect to, to be in the current role that you're in. But every time you were preparing yourself for whatever might come next, it's, it's sort of like that for you, isn't it? It has been. And like we were talking about, I mean, I, any, any position I've ever held or job I've done, I've never done it looking towards what I was going to gain from it, what was going to be my next step. I've, I've just tried to work hard, put my head down do a good job where I am. And when opportunities come along, like we've talked about, seize those opportunities. You know, there might be an assignment that nobody wants and, and you know, I'll raise my hand and take it because, hey, I want to look at it as an opportunity to to do something different and and, and uh, network. And, and so it's that's just kind of been the way it's gone. And, and uh, I've never, even now, people say, well, what are you going to run for next? What are you going to do next? I know, I know you want to do something. I'm like, no, I've got one job to do and that's to make the Department of public safety better. And, and if I do a good job at that, we'll see what opportunities come. If not, I'll, I'll have to retire to my farm, I guess. <laughs> so tell me about the Mississippi Court of Appeals. For people who, who don't know what that does, tell me what that does. Well, the Mississippi Court of Appeals is the intermediate court in Mississippi that, that hears appeals from circuit courts, chancery courts, uh, county courts, uh, your workman's comp commission, other commissions. And um, it'll come to the Court of Appeals before it goes to the Mississippi Supreme Court. And so it's a it's a lot of reading and a lot of writing. And uh, it, it's a great time to sit and pontificate upon the law and try to try to take any wisdom that I've gained over the last 19 years and, and, and put it into that role. And so it was uh, it, it was an interesting position to be in. I learned a whole lot um, while I was there. So, so. I often say that um, life's a journey. That the more we learn, the better. More we better learn how much we don't know. You know yeah. that that actually, you know, growing up and gaining wisdom. Part of that wisdom is to learn. Holy mackerel! There's so much more to learn. I mean, it really keeps you humble, doesn't it? It does. And and look, I, I felt like when I was practicing law, I had a very broad practice. I, I practiced in every court in the state. I represented cities, and I did divorce cases, and I would do criminal law. And then, you know, when I first got to uh, the Court of Appeals, one of the first cases they handed me was a workman's compensation claim. And I've never done a worker's comp case in my life. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out how that entire process works. So there's, it's like my grandfather told me, my papa, the day you stop learning is the day you die. I, I can't agree more. I can't agree more. So did it did it did it really enable you to get reconnected with your family the way you had hoped? 
It did. I mean, you know, I was still had to be in Jackson. Um, so they took me away from my family. But but when I was home, I was really able to concentrate on on them. And we, we spent a lot of good quality time together uh, during that time period. And, and, and we still are. It, it was uh, it was really beneficial to kind of put down the law practice, put down the, some of the business stuff and, and, and focus on those young kids and my wife. So let's do this. Let's shift gears now. You you you, uh, you get a call that says Tate Reeves would like to consider you for commissioner of uh, public safety. So what 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 came what went through your mind then? I mean, I'll, I'll just be perfectly honest with you. I, the first words out of my mouth and the first thought that I had was, "You're joking, right? You're, this is a big joke. Y'all y'all are kidding." Uh, <laughs> because I, I did not. I wasn't expecting that phone call. It certainly wasn't anything I'd been asking for or even really had contemplated. And and the response was, no, we're very serious. We think you would do a good job. Um, I, at the time, I'd been working on the uh, committee to help find a new commissioner for the Department of Corrections. Um, and, and I think once they saw kind of the, the role that I had taken on in doing that and the work that I was doing and knowing my history from the Senate, they felt like uh, that I could do a good job here. And so... Um, I told him I'd have to talk to my wife and talk to my mother and uh, we'd have to, you know, kind of make a family decision about it. And uh, and that's what we did. I sat down with my wife and and we, we had several conversations about it. And she's always been just so supportive of me um, doing these things. And, and so ultimately, we the decision was to, to move forward. Well, what's interesting about it, Sean, it really is a, a twist in the road for you. Another opportunity to learn, but it will increase your name recognition across the state if you do a good job you know of course some people you can never do a good enough job you know how that works that's true. That's <laughs> so true. i sent a note to a friend of mine this morning i said well you know the the um your friends uh you know your friends want you to your your great friends want you want something your enemies also want something but most people are somewhere in the middle. <laughs> most people, but the, but those ends are pretty loud at times, very loud. But you know, you've got a lot of. I mean, this is a very challenging time in our history because of the COVID situation. It's uh, it it probably. I mean, obviously, it's a big enough job by itself. But you add COVID in, and it just makes it just exponentially more complicated. Tell me about how you factor all that in. Well, you know, and, and so when I started in June, we were kind of coming out of everything. Uh, things were a little relaxed, and we've seen a little bit of a spike. Um, I can tell you that we've had a uh, one of our driver's license service stations in Natchez. Uh, we've had a couple of people that, that have gotten sick and, and tested positive, so we've had to close that station down while we clean it and restaff. Um, and so the concern is very real, and it's part of the reason why we instituted the policy that you had to wear a mask inside of all driver's license service stations. And it's and it's not just to protect the people that work there or, or to protect those that are coming in. I mean, the reality is, I don't think we can afford to have another 10-week shutdown. So whatever we can do to keep, keep those driver's license service stations open, just like whatever we can do to keep our businesses open, look, it's an inconvenience to wear a mask, but for now, if, if it keeps businesses open, if it keeps driver's license service stations open, that's got to be a priority. And, and, and so that's kind of the approach that we took to it is, is if it can help keep them open, that's what we got to do because we can't afford another 10-week shutdown and another backlog of driver's license problems. Um, John, Johnny Polis has been on the show a couple of times, and one of the things he appeals, and I'll just take this opportunity to say this, is that 
when people are not driving carefully, when they're out speeding and they have unnecessary wrecks, it, what is what that do? What that what that is doing is it's forcing uh, first responders to be pulled into a scenario where they they won't be able to practice social distancing, et cetera, and it just you know, constantly appealing to people to pay close attention when you're driving, do the speed limit, don't create unnecessary uh, wrecks and other situations that cause. Uh, highway patrolmen and other other first responders that have to get pulled in. That that's a really important message, isn't it? It is. It is, and, and you know, and it's kind of what makes this country great. We all have to do our part, and and you know, and it's look. I don't know if masks work. If they don't work, you know, but I know this: they can't hurt. So I mean, let's try it, and you know, and, and let's try to keep these businesses open. Let's try to all do our part uh, to make sure that that those are safe and you know and and so that 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 was our approach with it um you know we are the department of public safety and and we play a vital role and, and if everybody up here gets sick um with covid then then we don't have people at work and then mississippians are more vulnerable and so it's just something that we've got to manage it, it there people are going to get it we know that but we've got to manage it and and just make sure uh, that we can still provide the services that we have to. And I, I can tell you, along with the COVID, of course, when I, the first week I started is when we started seeing the protests pick up. And so we were having to deal with, with, with all that, and, um, marches and possible riots. And, and I'm so, so proud of the way our agency, you know, played a role in, in not only uh, protecting our communities during those protests, but also making sure that those that were protesting, their First Amendment constitutional rights were also preserved. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's, you know, de-escalation techniques that we use, providing water, talking to them, engaging, um, certainly paid off in the end. And, and so, and look, at the end of the day, we can't even take all the credit. I think one of the great things about Mississippi that we don't get a lot of credit for is we're very integrated. Um, we, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time together. We've, uh, you know, I, I'll always remember talking to some people from New York and we were talking about race relations. And this is when I was 18 years old. And I said, well, I mean, how many black people do you have in your school? And they told me four. And I said, well, you know, you're talking to me about it and talking down to me from Mississippi. I went to a high school at Gulfport High that was 50% black, 50% white. And so I, I think I've, you know, got a much better relationship with the minorities in my community than you probably have with yours. So Yeah, you know, it, it, is, it is good. It is, I mean, just kind of a side note here, but it is good that the vast majority of the protests in Mississippi were peaceful. Even even in the in the flag debate discussion, both inside the Senate and outside the uh, excuse me inside the legislature outside the legislature, um, protests were peaceful. The debates were were respectful. Um, you know, we've come a long way as a state, and we've got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? We do, and I can tell you one of the one. I know we only got a few, few seconds left here, but it was a beautiful picture that I saw. Um, one of our agents took a picture after the flag vote. One of the people in support of the flag came over and shook the hands of one of the of the people that were, vote, you know, supporting changing it. Yeah. And one of them had, you know, the Stennis flag. One of them had the the uh, Mississippi flag, and, and they came together and shook hands. And man, I say that ought to be the national story. I know. Uh, I agree. Never I, agree. I agree. I agree. But as Haley Barber says, we don't. They don't like to. Uh, cover stories when planes land safely. That's right. <laughs> so, That's hey, right. we're going to continue in the in the next segment if you've got time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is Sean Tindall. He's the uh, new commissioner, uh, public safety commissioner, and we'll uh, we'll be back after this break. 
Talk Mississippi Media Production.